Hi there. <laughs> we're your hosts, Lee and Brendan. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, we're um, excited for today's podcast about leaving care. We'll be speaking to experienced foster carers, Laura and Jake, about their experience and what they believe is missing from the care system. So we'd like to introduce Laura and Jake. They're currently Anglicare Victoria foster carers for the past seven years. And uh, they've had 10 uh, emergency placements and five longer-term uh, kids. And they currently have a 12-year-old boy um, who's currently living with them. Uh, so uh, they've got such uh, not only our, our friends but also a, a caring and compassionate heart to um, provide young people with a safe home and to really integrate it into their family. So welcome, Laura and Jake. Great to have you here today. I'll start with you and um, just there's a little bit of delay. I'm hearing a bit of a delay, but that's okay. Um, tell us a bit about yourself, Laura. Um, I'm a secondary school teacher and um, we've got two kids of our of our own and we've got um, another young boy at the moment. So we've got three kids um, and that's that's pretty much us. We like getting outdoors, uh, and which is impossible these days. Well, <laughs> not so much lately. It's a bit harder, but we like camping and hiking and uh, lots of sports, and uh, that's that's pretty much us. I think. Anything else you want to add? No, that's it. We're, we're a busy, happy family. Um, we keep occupied, but we like structure. Yes. Some of us struggle with short temper changes. <laughs> <laughs> He's talking about himself, clearly. Yes, definitely. <laughs> Um, no. But it's good. Um, but it's what we like. Yep. <laughs> and 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 what about you, Jake? What what are you? Um. Well, um. I mean, we, yeah, we both. Frozen. That's right. Okay, come we back. Good. We back. We back. Yep. Yep. Uh, so I work in sales. I work for uh, some tools. Family-owned power tool company. Um, that's pretty. It keeps me busy, but it makes me happy. Makes us money. <laughs> keeps all going around. Yep. <laughs> we're also multitasking. Speaking guys, we're really in lockdown. This is yep. amazing. Show us that baby monitor. So you're multitasking now and interview with us. Baby monitor and a TV. Anna, all good. And a sore neck. All good yeah. now. Yeah. So I've I've had a frisbee today at the national the, the local park and I forgot that this yeah. shoulder was a bit injured. And I went up uh -oh. with a screamer and went, ah so, but that's okay. I've joined I've joined you, Laura, not the same pain level. Yeah. Um well, I, was I was just thinking weeding. about COVID. Extreme weeding. Right. I was doing extreme weeding oh. session and <laughs> <laughs> That should totally be an Olympic sport, right? I think it's extreme weeding. It I feel it's going to be 2023 or whenever the Olympics are. Laura um, and Jake together, love to know some tips from, I mean, what you're doing in lockdown because so, we're the most lockdown, what is it, city Sorry. in the world or state in the world. But what are some of the one or two things that have helped your family during lockdown? Um, we have got to know That's our local neighbourhood. Um, 
that was a moth that just yep. flew onto yep. me and spontaneously died. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're outside. It was tiny. Um, we have got to know the local neighbours a lot more over the last 18 months uh, and we pretty much now spend about eight hours um, outside in our front yard. Um, and Exercising correctly. Well, we talk to people that walk past and yes. the, um, the kids ride bikes. Everything's socially distant. They play tennis, ride bikes out in the, um, out in the street and, um, yep. and when we've been allowed, go to the playground yep. together. Uh, so we... Yeah, that would not. We probably wouldn't have survived COVID without um, having some lovely neighbours around, um, and they've been great. You know, for last, if we needed something last minute, they can run it over like band aids or. <laughs> well, the time lots you of different you things. Downstairs, for instance, last year. Okay, thank you. Yes, the time I fell down the stairs, <laughs> uh, the, the stairs like gave way; they were broken. <laughs> I and uh, dislocated two toes momentarily. Well, uh, uh, that was really good. Yeah, stepping in to help when um, we had work. a tiny baby and Jake was at work. Um, yeah, lots of different scenarios. Wow. They've stepped in um, when our 12-year-old thought he was like a ninja warrior and tried to jump onto the retaining wall but missed and cut his whole knee open. <laughs> we had no, we had the tiniest band-aids that wouldn't cover it, so they came over with more. So, um, yeah, we have a lovely neighbourhood with wow. kids of all different ages and they just love playing yeah. out together. And yeah, I think that's been... Probably the main cool. thing that's kept us going during lockdown, just contact and community, really. I think one thing that's probably also helped as well is both of us have still been able to work at work. True, yeah. Um, which I think certainly helps. Yeah, so the kids have gone to school and daycare and their routine hasn't changed all that much, really. Like it's um, altered slightly maybe for um, yeah. the oldest. Yeah, yeah, bit, yeah. Well, there's, been different. And there's less kids there with them, but their routine as such has changed, even though once they arrive it might look a bit different. Yeah, yeah. that's so important. Your routine is so important yeah. for the kids. Yeah. And I was going to say, guys, what I'm hearing from you is um, community has been a huge thing, but your neighbours have been, like, amazing as well. Just having they that. But I, I did hear something that made – I did hear something within that which I heard about um, uh, Lincoln, the little one, um, riding his bike. And yes. I would love to hear a funny story. Would love you to tell our <laughs> listeners that story that was something <laughs> about your songs and a neighbour coming to you. I would, I think that's really important on a Sunday night for people to hear that before we get into the next question. Which, yeah, this was actually not even I mean, close to you, home. <laughs> we, I decided to walk up um, to get the kids from daycare because I was home early one day. Um, and it's like quite a walk, it's probably like nearly two k's. Um, so we weren't super local, and I Got one still in the pram, so I took the pram up and put the other one's bike in the pram. Uh, so I got some funny looks wheeling along a, a bike <laughs> while I was walking up there. Um, yeah, that was a bit of fun, a, a bike as a passenger. Um, and then thought that the, that, um, the older one could ride home while I pushed the other one in the pram. Um, and we got to the top of this huge hill, very big, long, long hill. Um, and I said, off you go, wait at the next road for me. So off he went <laughs> and then the chain fell off and we'd already disconnected the handbrake because he, we were worried he was going to squeeze them too hard and shoot over the handlebars when he was learning. Um, and as soon as the chain fell off, he had no foot brakes. So then he was hurtling down this road um, quite no busy, like quite a main kind of arterial um, 
with no brakes at all. So then I heard him just screaming and I was thinking, oh no, he's he's distraught and he's freaking out and he's panicking and he's terrified. Um, and I thought maybe if I run really fast, I can catch him. So I just happened to see this lady, like quite, um, if she's listening, I'm not that old, but quite an old lady in her front yard. Um, and I don't know who she is. I've never seen her in my life, but I, I knew I couldn't run with the pram. So I just said, as I was running past, ah, watch the baby in the pram, thanks, bye, <laughs> and then ran off <laughs> in thongs, which probably, had I thought about that, I probably would have known it wasn't going to end well. So, just, just to be clear, that's her baseline footwear okay, to, yes, to go yeah. to not, every day. Not at literally sprinting for my life, uh, footwear choice. but um, And so he had to cross three side streets, and one of them is a main bus route, and I'm thinking, this kid cannot cross three streets like totally without incident. But how he did, no bus and no car came because he could not have stopped. And I was thinking, do I need to yell at him to crash into a fence? Because at least that'll be better than the road. <laughs> anyway, there was a little flat spot before the next part of the hill. So after three blocks, essentially, because he crossed those three side streets, he finally stopped enough or slowed down enough to put his feet down. And I finally caught up to him and thought, oh, he's going to be distraught and he's going to be so upset. And he wasn't. He was like, oh, did you see that? I just went, no breaks. <laughs> and he thought it was all very funny. So then, of course, he waited there for me while I traipsed back up the hill uh, to get uh, the baby <laughs> in the pram. And the poor lady was probably wondering why I abandoned my child with her. But um, I was able to explain what happened. <laughs> She was very lovely. That was nice that uh, she looked after. She actually started walking back down the, the hill towards me so I didn't have to go as far. <laughs> um, yeah, so, yeah. yes, that was only last week, I think. It was a bit of a bit of a hair-raising um, event that I never want to repeat and we're getting, we've got a new bike. <laughs> well, especially then when the bike rider then decided I go again. <laughs> so then, yeah, the, so then I made walk the bike home and then we got right near home with there's a little downhill again and he goes, Okay, I'll roll home. Bye. And off he went, rolling the rest of the way without any breaks. <laughs> but there was oh, much. It was a yeah. hill. It was a very I long, slow hill. <laughs> but yeah. He'd done it before, so I knew it would be all right. But yeah. I bet you slept well that night. Yeah, I don't think. I think it still took me about three days for my heart rate to slow down. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, yeah. Did your thumbs survive? Or yes, they... yes, that's a good question. They did. Had they been heavies, they probably would not have, but they were a different different uh, brand. So I feel like, yeah, they – I probably should not have bagged out a big brand in <laughs> publicly, but <laughs> yeah, they are. Yep, they survived. They're still going strong. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Wow. Thanks for sharing that, Laura. That's yeah. the power of community support, right? Yeah. 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 That You're was really lovely. Yeah. <laughs> You've always got a story to tell. You've always got a story yeah. to tell. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 Awesome. So, some of the stories. So, uh, Jay, just well, both of you, say, what, what has been the journey to becoming foster care? <laughs> uh, well, my beautiful wife, funnily <laughs> enough. I mean, I've always been to some extent, what I'd call a, a service person. So I, I believe that if you've got the means to do something, you have an obligation to do it. Um, so anything that you naturally are good at or excel at, you, you should do it you know, to yourself, but also to the society around you to do it. Um, so I think that certainly aided me in continuing to foster care. But definitely what got me started was certainly Laura and her passion for it. Well, I was already doing it when... Yeah. I met Jake. Actually, I think we, I might have even, my first placement, I think, came really the week I met you all. 
the month I met you or something like that. No, um, was it? No, it was when we started doing that. I knew you before you watched okay. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So then, um, so yeah, I was already doing it, so he had no choice basically. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, he's very good at it. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Wow. Okay. That's great. Yeah. I mean, not everyone, you know, decides to do that. Um, but you know, to to think that you, know, you can do it, you know, together, like you know, that's why yep. you're obviously a good match together because we've seen, you know, um, you together, and yeah, it's you know, you make a great team, so that's why, yeah, you continue to do it. So yeah, and I would love to ask you guys um, some of the. I guess a little bit about some of the young people that you've looked at without, you know, spoken names or things like that. But just yeah. some of the, I guess, some of the stories about the people that you've posted, um that are in your mind. Yeah. Is that moth coming back at you a lot? No. <laughs> I, just yeah, I thought you were looking at. Yeah, there's a yeah, big mosquitoes. spider, a spider in a web up there on our ceiling, but that's all right. We're just on the uh, veranda, so we're getting mosquitoes and the sun's that. going down. Um, but yeah. Do you want me to read um, you web? Okay. No, so no, no. <laughs> what words are you going to put in the web for us? <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. The internet's not great. So I don't know if it's us or you guys. But um, we can talk about some of the um, kids we've had, if you want. Um, really briefly, we've yeah. had, um, before Jake and I were married, um, I had a young boy come and stay for um, what was going to be quite long term, so a few years, um, and a few months in, um, uh, his yes, yeah. um, Jake was actually living in Darwin then on a um, border security um, assignment of sorts, and so he, so what, yeah, while we were dating, he was, well, I had my first um, um, young man come to say, so yeah, a few months in, his grandmother decided or had earlier said no to caring for him and changed um, her mind, so that was great. Uh, that he could go to family um, and that's pretty much been our experience from then on we have always said long-term placements only um, and within a few months to a year there's a reason why they move on and sometimes that's been positive reasons sometimes um, a bit harder but um, they've all worked out and that's fine so we haven't really had anyone longer than a year before um, we did have another young man who we still see really regularly who came and stayed with us twice um, and he's just part of the family now so um, and you guys are really familiar with him as well you know him really well and um, so he came and stayed then went back home to family then came again um, and now he's out in his own doing his own thing and we're so proud of him and mm -hmm. um, and he's just one of the family now so um, photos on the wall kids know his name <laughs> yeah they all call all the kids um, call you know know that he's their brother and um, and who else? We've had another another young man came and stayed for a year, um, and he ended up going out to do his own thing. We probably, I think he was about seventeen, so we probably would have loved to spend another year with him, but he was ready, and that's okay. Um, and uh, who else? We've had another, you know, some other shorter ones. Um, we've done some uh, crisis and emergency care, awesome respite, um, lovely. One of our favourite respite um, was, of course, uh, a young young man that you know very well that we had a few times as well. Um, and, yeah, so, and then, yeah, that's probably, that, they're probably the main ones that we've had. We've always actually 
Well, no, not always. I shouldn't say always. We pretty much nearly exclusively had boys, except for two girls, which we have had just for a few weeks each. But um, boys just seem to work out for us. I don't know why, but we're not we're we're not complaining. We love we love having the boys. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much a bit about some of the other kids we've had. Yeah. Mm. I was going to just ask a quick question. Yeah. I know it's not following our script. <laughs> just a quick, no. Jake, what's <laughs> been the highlight? Jake, for you, what's been the highlight for you? I know it's, um, it's a new journey and you put your hand up for it, but what's been one of the highlights for you? What about around Stanley? I think there's like a raven. Like, are they part of your family? Are family in the background? Oh, uh, the crow. The crow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we came outside for the nature. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. See, I get up my rollerblades and get in there. I was just thinking, Jake, yeah. what's, what's been one of yeah, the, the, the oh, standouts that's... for you? Um, I guess probably some of the, the individual changes within um, the various uh, foster children we've had across the time that they've been with us. So the way that they might express the the smaller details and things um so the way that either their uh re memory retention changes over the time with us so that they can actually recall things better even small things that they may normally not have so the way a conversation changes when uh, when they first come you know you ask them in the afternoon you know how's your day good yeah. to how's your day and it becomes a 10 minute spiel about what they actually did because their their activity their attention their interest in it their engagement in their life's improved um yeah. you know they're the kind of they're the areas where i think as a foster carer you have to try and find and look for different ways of i guess having a a reward so to speak because it, it isn't i guess a role that is for the, the faint of hearted it's not a role where you should go into it looking for praise or looking for <laughs> uh reward um it's certainly not a role where you should expect either of those from um the children hmm. because i think it's something that probably struck me very early on, and it might have even been during training, um, was you should never expect gratitude from the placements. Um, from, well, sorry, sorry, from the kids. Um, and, yeah. you know, it's sort of an odd thing for an out, for somebody who's not in foster care yeah. to, to understand, but, you know. Yeah. Um, like when, all... when people say, oh, they, oh, they're so lucky to have you, and I'm like, well, actually, I think it's us that's lucky. That's right. Um, I don't think you can call any kid lucky that's lost their whole family and their support Living network and their, in, you know, their whole neighbourhood, their whole school at times. Um, I don't think you can call that lucky, um, no matter how no matter how lovely we are. <laughs> exactly. I think yeah. we're, always, we're always the second best. So, um, yeah. yeah, I think we're lucky because, you know, we've got to have them with us in our lives, whether it's short or long period. That's right. So yeah, there's no, yeah. so, there's no yeah, big money. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. What? What? Yeah. But I think what I'm hearing you say is, you know, th these young people have got something to offer, you know, and um, you, know, you you bring that out and also encourage it, and that's where they, you know, really, you know, talk. Yeah. Totally. Could, yeah, because you're sitting older. Yeah. I like you saying that you can't go into foster caring and get praise for that from the kids themselves. Yeah. Because they're, yeah. they're also going through so much themselves. Yeah, that's really good, Jake. Oh, Laura, I think both of you said that. 
Um, yeah. And I was thinking, Laura, what, what would be your highlight or your, some of the gems? Actually, I'll stop that question because I've just gone off script and go, Brendan. That's all right. No, 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 go So, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I suppose um, from your experiences, what, what, what do you believe is missing for these young people, um, you know, uh, who are leaving care and yeah, what, what do you believe is missing? Um, I think, you know, like I've got I've got a couple of things that we've noticed over the years. I don't know, do you, have you so is, anything you want to say? Just to confirm What's the question. What's missing with leaving care? Yeah, with leaving care yes, or correct. in care? Leaving care. Leaving care. Yeah. A lot of things. I'm not sure I trust Jake to answer this <laughs> in it's a safe a very, way. Very dangerous question. <laughs> Maybe will I? This is called the podcast, the unplugged version. It's okay to be real. Yeah, because I'm, I'm, uh, I'm sometimes a bit. The way I describe myself is I'm, I'm subtle as a sledgehammer. Yes, that's yes. Okay, so I'll answer and you can add. Which is what. Yeah. Which is why you work for Sydney Tools. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so if we talk about, um, we've had a couple of leaving care experiences, probably with two with two of the boys that um, we've had, um, and really different experiences, totally different. Uh, I, and and also, I've worked in residential care in the past. Maybe I could have said that at the start, but that's why I got into fostering. So I've seen leaving care a hundred times from residential care. Um, and I think it's a lot better from foster care than it is for resident for residential um, care. Uh, it shouldn't be like that, you know. I think the resi kids should get the same sort of um, leaving care or pathways that the foster kids do. But I think something I still notice is that in foster care, there's a lack of commitment to keeping the kids with their families, as in their foster families for longer I, I don't think and I know now we've got the home stretch campaign which is amazing that's a game changer uh, and that's about supporting foster families um, until the children reach reach 21 instead of 18 um, but I think maybe because it's early days or maybe it's just a bit of a culture sh that we haven't shifted yet is that we still we still fall back on just moving them out into units when they're 16 17 18 years old um, and I don't think that's good enough and I think it's too early I think there I mean, should be more support, yeah, around around supporting them to stay with the family, um, because no, I don't think really any kids well, probably ready to leave at eight. Exactly, I was going to say most children don't do that. I mean, I moved out at eighteen, but I moved <clears> in <throat> to the military where I got taught everything anyway. <laughs> so I already had that support network, that example, the leadership, uh, the mentorship uh, that was given to me on a silver platter. You know, uh, I don't think it can be expected yeah. of any eighteen-year-old. Um, even if they've had a non-traumatic upbringing, to be able to stand on their own two feet at that age in mm. today's society, yeah. um, let alone being, for lack of better phrasing, you know, yeah. behind the eight ball. Yeah, and I think the issue is once yeah. they get to that age, so 16, yeah. 17, 18, they know that they want to be independent. They know they want to make their own way in life and that's how they should feel, but there should be support to find that and to meet those needs within the family unit rather than moving them out of it, I think. Um of course, there'd be some situations where, yes, maybe the right thing is to move on and that's fine. But, um, you know, things like, um, yeah, like working with the family to resolve, um, you know, any issues. Like is it is it that that young person feels like they don't have enough privacy in the house anymore now that they're getting older and what can we do to resolve that? Or, um, yeah, rather than going, oh, okay, well, let's get your own house then. Um, I just don't think that's the solution. 
um, and I know they want independence and they don't want to have to check in with mum and dad or, or you know, the, the foster carers with what time they're coming home or whatever. But um, what's a way that we can support families and young kids to stay together, even if it's just an extra year? Um, is it a granny flat in the backyard? Yeah. Is, is it, you know, um, not having a curfew for them to be home by 10pm or whatever it is? Um, but yeah. I think... And I think as well, being a bit more realistic, you know, these kids think that at age 17 or 18 they're getting their own house, um, you know, given to them by the government. But that's not necessarily the way it is. And I think that probably leads into um, the second thing we've noticed is that, yes, the department or the government is providing housing for them, but sometimes it's not appropriate housing. So, um, or even if it's still just a house, it doesn't mean they've got the means to do anything with it. Well, it's more that yeah. I think... Yeah, I think yeah. it's more that if, if you give these kids a house, it's never a house on their own because the demand on housing is too high. So yeah. they just can't get their own house. So they end up in a house with three or four other people in the same situation and then you've got three or four young people yeah. who are 16, 17, 18, 19, all living together who don't know really what they're doing. So they're not. this is their first time yeah. moving out of home. Some of them are probably quite traumatised. Yeah maybe not functioning all that well, maybe mental health, drugs and alcohol and criminal behaviour. So putting four of them in a house together without any other support. Um, I mean, look, they have workers, but, you know, there's no one there refereeing or, um, you know, telling yeah. them that leaving, you know, pasta on the kitchen bench for three days is not is not safe or healthy. And, um, or, you know, chicken needs to be cooked yeah. all the way through. <laughs> Just little. And, you know, so yeah. then, then it's this atmosphere and this environment where, um if yeah. you then place a really settled, well-balanced um, child in that environment who is ready to leave the family unit and you put them there, that is never going to end well. Um, in fact, it's really setting them up to fail. So, you know, if you've got one yeah. kid who's living with three kids who aren't at the same place as them and aren't as ready, um, they're just going to get yeah. so frustrated and maybe go backwards and then it starts conflict and there's arguments and then, um, and the, yeah, it just I guess they're the two biggest things we've noticed is that Where's, you know, let's support these kids to stay longer with the family unit. And when you do move them out, let's give them appropriate housing that they're not that they're not scared of. You know, like being in an environment like that sometimes is scary um, and you don't want to be home. So, we you know, we see that too. Like they've got these houses but they don't want to be there because, you know, they don't want the impacts of the drug and alcohol and violence that um, these other young people they live with are having. So then yeah. they try and avoid home and that's not healthy either. So... Um, I guess, yeah, they're the two main issues we see. Yeah. Probably the only other one that I might bring in would be, I guess, sometimes the lack of trust or support for carers at the end of a placement. So when, yeah, um, you know, sometimes I think that the, the carers are always going to want to have, generally speaking, a focus on maintaining the care with child, yeah. um, even if they know the placement is going to end. Um, you know, we've got a lot of good connections still with a lot of our children um, that we've yeah. had. And I think that's pivotal in their ongoing career because it means that we're ongoing and touching base with them over the years. Mm. They've always got some family at some level. Yeah. You know, they've got someone then at least. Mm. Um, but if Bridges of Burnham's yeah. placements ended poorly or managed poorly, yeah. um, when there could have been a better way to do it, mm. and normally speaking, that's going to be at the direction of the carers because we're the ones in it day in, day out. Yeah. Uh, we're the one currently in the situation. Yeah. I'm not saying we always get it right. I'm yeah. saying we make mistakes. Yeah. But I'm saying chances are we know more. Even if it's you know yeah. your first placement or your second placement, yeah. you're in it. Yeah. Um, everyone else involved yeah. may not be. Yeah. 
Um, I think sometimes more consideration needs to be given to the carers when placements yeah. are ending. I mean, what, in my experience, it always has been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, interesting. I was, I was going to pick up on something that you said, Jay. Then, um, what you're saying is it cut out like a little bit with the um, the magpie fight and a little bit of <laughs> but you were saying, could you just repeat what you just said if you don't mind, just in case yeah. you pick that up because I think that's really good. Um, that I guess uh, to summarize that I think, um, Foster care is neither a, a bigger play in the way that uh, the leaving care process is tailored and shaped for the ending of each placement because ultimately we have the day-to-day -day management and running yeah. of the placement with the child. We know the child. They know us. We need to make sure that at the, yeah. at the end of a placement leaving, finishing, that there's always a bond and a connection uh, between care yeah. and child. Yes, that, that, that the placement is ended with the... Yes. With and but keeping in mind that you're going to have a relationship with them forever potentially. So, um, not just ending the placement and getting them into a house. It's ending the placement yeah. and setting that yeah. relationship up with the caring yeah. family to to potentially go forever. Um, I can't imagine not um, yeah. keeping in contact for the rest of our lives with one or two of the um, boys that we've had. So, um, yeah, and and if and if not if the placement's not ended carefully, yeah. then that can impact and affect that. And, yeah. and some of those kids, maybe they don't need us and that's fine and they'll move on on their own, but others really need us whether they've got their own family still involved or whether we're their only family left. So it is really important to get that right. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah that's, that's really awesome. Um, so I just, I just want to say in um, closing, because I'm, I'm conscious of your shoulder too, <laughs> but um, it's I'm been awesome, guys. Thank you for sharing your <laughs> you're wondering what i'm more i'm more wondering where the 12 year old is and um and what he's got up to in the house on his own because i can't see him anymore yeah, the TV's <laughs> up now. he was watching tv now he's disappeared just just in closing today um we just want to reiterate uh look even today with laura and jake their voice matters their voice needs to be in um the leaving care planning Big time, just like Jake and Laura just shared, amongst all the other things that Laura has said earlier. Jake, we just think that it makes sense to include your voice too yeah. in leaving care prep because you're one of the kids. So we just want to reiterate um, to kids that are carers that your voice matters, um, just like we heard the voice of Laura and Jake today. And they're lovely uh, magpies and ravens in the background. Or, but that was wonderful. I love I love nature. So I, I'm inside. I've been inside a lot. Of you time. get the moth as well. I, and the moth decided to come up with my too. But, uh, yep. So just in closing, if you had an experience of leading care, we would love you to get in touch with us via our website, the website and our session notes. Today. Um, we're going to post this live to YouTube and also to our and just wanted to say a huge thank you to Laura and Jake. Thank you so much for joining us today. And, um, yeah, really appreciate it. We'll see you soon. Yeah. And we'll be in touch soon. And hopefully that gets better soon, Laura. Okay. I look forward to you seeing you out of lockdown. Five so. to 12-year-olds. Yes, not, not too long, not too long now. We will be reading inside. Bye, guys. Bye. We will see you. <laughs> 
have dinner with you. Okay. See you guys. See ya. Bye. And we want to just thank you for joining us as well yeah. in the podcast episode four. <laughs> episode <laughs> four. four. Yeah. And um, Brenda, are there any are there any final words that you have to say about today? That was great. No, that was great. Jack, yeah, yeah. They're, they're so you can yeah. see how committed they are, and not just for the kids, but ongoing. And yeah. that's what I like about it that they keep that relationship with them. That they yeah. realize that you know that's so important for their for the person, yeah, that they care of because they've had so many carers maybe prior for them to to for them to come into their care. So that's right. Yeah. So that was really great to, to hear their personal experience. So yeah, we we're we're grateful that we can call them friends as well. Yep. So I just tried to add a banner and it didn't work. Oh, it did work, yeah. Yes. So, this is the first, isn't it? So we're just going to say bye for now, guys. We're here every Sunday. Um, we're going to have hopefully another interview next week um, from um, some some friends that we know or it'll either be us live talking to you more about the Leaving Care space. Yeah. And just have a great Sunday and it's bye for now from Lee and Brendan. Yeah. Thanks bye. for tuning in.